Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. A grandmother in her 70s who is living with cancer and watching her home fall down around her has had to take two jobs just so she could stand a chance of applying for the uh, state's crumbling block scheme. Her name is uh, Mary and she joins us on the line. Mary, good afternoon and welcome to News Talk. Good afternoon, Adrian. Mary, take me, uh, if you will, please, to the the start of uh, your story. The home that you uh, live in was to be your forever home. My forever home. I I was relocating the way I'll put it in t- two thousand and eight. Uh, my two older sons live abroad. My daughter lives here in Manor Cunningham, and my younger son is in Dublin. So I thought this is the best place to come. Um, I'd be near my daughter, her husband, and my three lovely grandsons. I I see them growing up. I'd have a semblance of family life. Yet I would have my independence, and that's what I did. And initially, it all went great. And in two thousand and eleven. I decided to have the house painted. Had the house painted and some of the, the paint started to flake off the wall. Got the, the decorators back. Uh, I said, would you seal it and repaint it? And they did. And a month later, the same thing happened. And I said, I can't call them back again. And then the cracking started. Now, there was uh, an element of that there was something wrong at that stage. But I I thought, no, people were saying, well, no, no, that's where they stopped doing the blocks. And then, you know, the marks on the wall, the, the, the the uh, cracking was where the, the, the block um, lane had had taken place. And no, you have no problem. In 2016, I was diagnosed with cancer. And the same year, uh, I got very anxious living on my own. Mm. And I asked my daughter who lives in the village, beautiful house they have too, but it's not as large as the one I have. And I said, how about you take over my house and we build on? Now, I would call it an annex. People would call it a granny flat. So we went down that route. and. Um, I, like the architects, a uh, uh, renowned farm, farm of architects, they knew uh, that from day one that I had just been diagnosed with cancer. And we had said about the crack, no, 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 not Micah. I was everybody saying they've Micah. And um, went through with it anyway. And at the end of the day, it cost me two and a half thousand. And just before we had got a contract, sorry, sorry, it cost you two and a half thousand to have the house that, diagnosed, that, basically? No. No. Two and a half thousand to have done permission to build on. So oh, sorry, sorry, my I, apologies. Yeah. When I was told in 2016 that I, I had uh, MICA, um, I didn't know what to do. And then the, the surveyor said to me there was an organisation had started, the MICA Action Group. So I joined it. And um, when I went to the first meeting, it was very scary because on the blow-in, I knew nobody. And they were talking about lobbying the banks, like, for mortgages, about the mortgages. And I thought, what am I going to say? Like, I don't have a mortgage. Am I going to sound like, oh, little Miss Prim here? So anyway, I plucked up the courage and I said, well, what happens if you don't have a mortgage? And a male member of the committee said to me, well, this scheme won't suit everyone. And you can imagine how I left that meeting. And then I was on the radio, the local uh, Highland radio with Greg one morning. And I was explaining to him my story. At that stage, I was 70. And I was explaining it to him. And then uh, Deputy McHugh, uh, who would be uh, Fianna Gale? He was on about an hour later, and uh, Greg said, "How's that woman going to fare out? That seventy-year-old woman that came up here to be near her family." The same answer: This scheme won't suit everyone. So I was literally in the doldrums with this whole thing. Okay, so so explain to us, uh, please, Mary, if you can. So you 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 have a house that um, you can see the cracks. You're you're being told yeah. initially that it was nothing to do with uh, Micah; it was just settlement yeah. and whatever. Um, 
At what point then did you, uh, I mean, you, you say that in 2016 you were diagnosed with cancer and the way that yes. you put it is the house was diagnosed with, yes. uh, with Micah that Micah. same year. Yes. So what yes. happened then after that? Because uh, After that, I was told in t- 2016 the, uh, uh, all the tests and all on the house were going to cost an astronomical sum. So I was doing a part-time job in Dublin. I used to travel to Dublin on a Monday morning. I get up here at four o'clock in the winter. I get up at shortly after three in the summer and get a bus from from um, Straban. And a bus from Straban to, to Dublin every Monday morning for work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And just for one day, mm-hmm. and then I would work remotely for the other four days. But then I realised I had to get more money, so I took on being escort on a school bus. Now, that was no piece of cake. You know, sometimes it was lovely and sometimes it wasn't so lovely. But I did that. And that original fund I had started in the credit union, and this is the truth, it was to be my burial fund. So I started getting money into that. So when the time came to do the testing, I had the money. Now, I spent short of 7000 for the testing. Now, we got 90% back. But now this new scheme, the people aren't going to be asked for that money. And I think we should get our 10% back. I sure could do with it. But apart from all that, you know, the whole scheme, um, the, I got a surveyor. He did all, got all the tests and all done. And he arrived on my door one Friday evening with his A4 folder, uh, quite a large one. And he said, there you are, Mary. And I said, what's that? And he said, that's all your testing and your receipts and everything. And I said, fine, but what do I do with it? And he said, uh, now you make your application to the council. I said, I what? I said, I thought I employed you to do all this. Oh, no, no, we don't do the application. You do that yourself. And I said, oh, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, so it, it, came, it came a really big problem for me. And I would have been a pers- person who would have difficulty asking for their needs. And then somebody mentioned a counsellor to me. And I was at a thing one Saturday where they were videoing people's stories. And he was there. And I saw him leaving. And I ran out after him. And I won't mention him, but it's not fair. But I just said to him, I was in, in a bit of a bind over the process. And he said, Mary, give me a call on Monday. This was a Saturday. Monday, I hadn't the courage. He rang me on Tuesday. And he did it for me. Um, and like, this all had to go in a certain way to, into, to a portal. They, they opened up no hubs or anything for people like me and older. And even younger people that don't have all this equipment. So, um, so what is your current situation then, Mary? Uh, firstly, I want to ask you uh, your current situation health-wise. Um, well, health-wise, I'm in remission with cancer, thank God. That's fantastic no. news. Okay, but, it is. but not, but uh, not such good news for your house. No, but one thing you're told about cancer, once a cancer patient, always a cancer patient, mm-hmm. and avoid stress. Now, the stressful situation we're living in is unbelievable. Now, I had a very bad fall. Uh, I did a lot of work for the MICA and the 100% redress in 21. I spoke at the first... Uh, protest here at Letterkenny and I actually asked to do it and I got up in a sheep truck and did it, sheep trail and then I was asked to speak at the first big protest in Dublin and Barry Lennon's Morty that morning he says Mary you won't be speaking in Dublin today and I said why Barry have I been gazumped no he said Mary you have to get up in the cherry picker uh, I got up in the cherry picker I had to get a push but I got up I did, I had, RT, I had TV3 here, I had RTE I had um, Irish Times I had BBC Scotland doing the documentary. I had Americans. I had the bishops here. 
I did podcasts. Anything I was asked to do, I did it. I went to Brussels with the Democratic delegation. Okay, so then, um, l- let me ask you then, uh, Mary, your yeah. situation right now as uh, we come towards the end of 2023. Uh, are yeah. you, what's your, your, your housing situation now? Well, we'll just quickly finish with the health. I'm I have very severe uh, fatigue. I have um, I balance problems, and I have no sense of taste or smell. All to do with my brain injury. Um, I go to No Barrios Foundation for one to one physio. I've been told I need to keep in touch with the physio for the rest of my life. Um, I'm a morning person. Yes, I can get up here in the morning. I can do things. Two o'clock in the day. That's it. And if I try and do anything more than that, I'll probably spend the next day in bed. Now, with the house, I have I got through stage one. I went into the first scheme and um, paid all those costs. And I, I just about got through. And my house is deemed for demolition. Um, now, the housing agency have taken over. They have contacted me. But I know for a fact there's 800 people in the group I'm in. And then there's all these other new people coming online. We're, if we don't have somewhere to move to, we can't get the house done. It was a perfect uh, little small bungalow up the road that the council did nothing for with over three years. And I is there is there a realistic possibility that you could find yourself in the coming weeks homeless? Yes. Yes. Unless I have somewhere to move to and to get my furniture to. I, I, I have nothing. Um, and you know the state of the country now uh, for housing. And that is a, a, an actual... Okay, so the catch-22 you're in now is your house is being slated for demolition, the work uh, needs to go ahead, uh, but you uh, have nowhere to move to while all this work is being done. No, and like when you look at it, the government had the precedent for Pyrite and Leinster. All they had to do with that was lift it and put it onto Mike and Defective Block. But no, they have dragged it out and dragged it out. Um, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable what they what they have and what they are putting us through, um, but it, it's I don't know I don't know where it's going to end up. Well, Mary, I have to say it's a it's an awful situation that you find yourself in, and and you're not alone. There are many in the exact same uh, situation. We're going to keep in touch with you over uh, the coming weeks and months just to keep on top of your uh, story. But I, ge- I genuinely hope that it doesn't come to a situation that you find yourself uh, homeless just because of something that was absolutely none. Of, uh, of your fault. Mary, thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us on uh, Lunchtime Live uh, this afternoon. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.